All right, so the Auditor General, who's turned out to be this government's just absolute best friend. Oh, you can tell that uh, I think uh, Auditor General Lissick and, uh, and, and Premier Wynne, I, I think they're lunching all the time. Yakety, 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 yak, lunching all the time. That's my feeling. Uh, the Ontario Energy Board says it will not clarify the global adjustment charge on your bill, despite the Auditor General's recommending to do that. Uh, Bonnie Lissick, Auditor General, previously estimated the charge accounted for 70% of your bill, although users don't quite understand what it covers. That's the whole idea. According to the Independent Electricity, uh, Electricity System, IESO, who calculates users' global adjustment each month, there's so many people with their hands in the, uh, in the cookie jar here, it's unbelievable. Uh, who are these guys? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, the charge accounts for the differences between the market price and the rates paid to regulated and contracted generators and for the conservation uh, or for the conservation and demand management programs. So this is all that mishmash. Well, this is the mistake. This is what Kathleen Wynne refers to as the mistake. It's all in that 70%. It varies from month to month in response to changes in the hourly electricity price. Uh, Lissick says the global adjustment on time of use rates was not transparent to tra taxpayers. She recommends hydro bills be changed to separately disclose pricing components for the electricity market and the global adjustment. This was like the cap and trade. People want to know what portion of it is going to these programs, which really don't seem to generate anything. They're just political propaganda. Uh, again, we all want to be green. We're all trying to be green, but these guys are blowing money left, right, and center, so says the Auditor General. Uh, however, the Energy Board says it will not be doing this by breaking down the figures because breaking down the figures would likely create more confusion for the consumer. Why don't you let us decide that? Why don't you let us decide? Because I'm sure if you asked, asked anybody right now, they'd say, yeah, go ahead, confuse me some more. Like what a pile of BS. And you bad actors, you bad actors, you're all buying into it because you voted her with another majority. How many times in a row? The OEB says it would rather rely on the, IS, on the IESO to publicly report the breakdown of changes, charges for businesses and consumer categories. It will also consider conducting pilot projects on other potential char changes that could make the energy bills easier to understand. No, 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 no. Making the lettering any bigger isn't going to help. Just tell us what that 70% is all about. You don't have to waste any more money doing any more studies and reports on what other lines you can explain to us. Just give us this one right here. What does this mean? It's the one I got the red circle around. What's that global adjustment all about? Where is our money going that's 70% of our bill? Excuse me, see where my pen's pointing? Can you explain that line? Here's what Wynn had to say on what the OEB had to say. Well, the OEB is a, you know, it's an independent regulator. They make these decisions based on their, uh, on their determination. So, um, so it really is up to them to decide what's going to be on the bill and how it's going to be, how it's going to be represented. How can she possibly say that and keep a straight face? Like, honestly, you don't, you don't have any control here at all? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
Here's even more BS. Get ready. Here it comes. Get your shovels ready. You know, I think the clearer we can be about uh, information that's coming into people's homes, the better off we are. Um, but again, the OEB makes those decisions. Then why not do it? Then why not do it? Are you kidding me? You're passing the buck and you're calling us bad actors? You're calling us bad actors? Holy smokes. You guys are giving us an, an Oscar-winning performance here. Seriously. You know, and this is the same government that's going after the travel industry because when you see the price in the newspaper or the ad online that says your trip's going to cost you $7.99, it actually ends up costing you $1,200 because of the hidden fees and taxes. So we're going to make private business explain that because nobody knows when you buy something that all the taxes and stuff get added onto it. How come you want private industry to do that, but you don't do that? It's the same as cap and trade. People want to know where the money is going to go on their energy bills regarding cap and trade. No, we're not going to do that. Why? Because Ontario is too stupid. They don't know. How, they wouldn't know. That's just too confusing. Okay. How about doing what the Auditor General said and telling us about the 70% 70, 70 portion of our bill, the majority of our bill that they don't even explain to us? They want the travel agency to come clean, the travel industry to come clean. But they, the, the OEB is a separate IA. We don't interfere with what they do. Are you kidding me? Kathleen Wynne, your nose is growing. You've already poked us in the eye with that nose. Holy smokes. How do you sleep at night? 1,400 families. You had to reconnect because global news embarrassed you. And now, and you're calling us bad actors, but not about your mistakes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. No wonder your approval rating is the lowest of anyone's. But still, somehow, I'm sure the conservatives will manage to shoot themselves in the foot. But that's another story. Anyway, let's bring in Parker Gallant, Vice President of Wind Concerns Ontario. He is with us now. Hi, Parker. How are you today? I'm good, Scott. And you? I'm very well. Parker, it's not her fault. It's the OEBs. Why are we not phoning up the OEB and finding out what's going on? It's not Wynn at all. It's the OEB. Uh, I found that rather funny. Uh, I mean, I, I just, I'm in a page on the Ontario Energy Board website. And I'm noticing quite a number of directives that have come from the Minister of Energy. So they could direct the OEB to actually force disclosure, but they don't seem to want to do that because it might prove embarrassing, I would imagine. There's just so much in that, you know, damn global adjustment that uh, uh, people wouldn't understand. Like, you know, we pay for MET stations to measure whether or not how much wind might produce. Uh, because, you know, the wind developers get paid for not producing any energy. So things of that nature are in there in that global adjustment. You know, the, uh, Their excuse is, is that we just wouldn't get it. 
Well, it might be too confusing because I, or would I it, would it be too confusing? Goes on for probably three pages. Would it be too confusing, Parker, or would it just you know offer it would more be too questions? Not confusing. <laughs> too embarrassing. Uh, I think that's a different adjective, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, one question may lead to another, though, but isn't that a good thing? I think it is. I think you know all this talk about transparency. Uh, you know, if it, if it suddenly showed itself uh, in the face of the Ontario Energy Board, that would be a real good thing. The, the other thing I must uh, tell you is that my good friend Tom Adams discovered that the Ontario Energy Board has actually issued a uh, request for a proposal, and the request for a proposal uh, is, is um, asking for a company to come in and, and reformat their sort of outlook on, on life, right? They want to uh, make sure that the brand that the Ontario Energy Board has is okay. Yeah. That's what we need. We need more branding. We need more. We need a rebranding. Branding, yep. <laughs> we need that logo. People associate that logo with bad things, so we need a new one. Yes, that's you got it. <laughs> oh man, um, you know, obviously, uh, the Auditor General has spoken up against this. Seventy uh, percent of the bill is global adjustment. She feels that you know it, it just simply isn't transparent, considering that that high percentage. The same thing uh, has been said about when cap and trade will be implemented that we won't know the costs of that either. Um, you know, when they're doing all, and believe me, they've repackaged the electricity bill so many times, uh, you know, and, and it, it's all just smoke and mirrors. How can they possibly think that the people are going to buy into this? I mean, that are just going to sit back and, and, not, and not understand where their money's going. I know, they're gonna, but they're going to get disclosure on the 8%, you know, provincial sales tax coming up. Just as we've had disclosure on our bills for the last year on the fact that we're no longer paying the debt retirement charge, right? They actually tell us, oh, you, this month you've saved so much. But they didn't tell us how much the cost was when they removed the 10% Ontario Clean Energy benefit. I mean, it's just, you know, pick and choose what messages you want to get out there. It's just deceptive as hell. Um, excuse my, my expression, but. Mm-hmm. You know, the deception that's coming into uh, this transparent government is just incredible. They're hiding everything as far as I'm concerned. Uh, We're paying for water spilling over dams. We're we're paying for all kinds of ridiculous things that are in that global adjustment. There's no reason why they can't say, here's how much, you know, spilling water cost you last year. Here's how much curtailing wind cost you, et cetera, et cetera. Well, again, by disclosing all of this, there, you know, this is all an education program uh, pro, uh, process in, in order to inform Ontarians not only where their money is going, but what is going on. Yeah, it's probably you know if they actually did that, that would scare a lot of people, and uh, you know, wins rating would go down even lower. I'm sure. But, you know, I mean, I remember there was an ad on an educated consumer is our best customer. You know, I mean, isn't that the idea here? The more that you know what's going on, the better it's going to be for everybody. Yes, but when you've made a lot of bad decisions without cost-benefit studies, and remember uh, our Auditor General, Bonnie Lissick, said that before, as well as uh, I think McCarter before her said, you know, there's been no evidence that there's been a cost-benefit study done for any of the processes that have gone on in the uh, Ministry of Energy, and that's missing. And I think that might prove very embarrassing if the full disclosure actually came out. Uh, How long can this keep going? I mean, it it doesn't seem like they're even really making any effort to pull it out. 
Well, of course, we had uh, Minister Thibault speaking to the uh, Empire Club there about, what, two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and he said we're going to be agnostic in terms of uh, what kind of generation uh, we're going to ask for in the future. But he also has told us as well that we have a robust supply of energy that will last us for at least a decade. So, you know, he won't even cancel um, that 1,000 megawatts that he said he was going to acquire just back in April. Minister Shirelli, when when he was in that seat, said we want another 1,000 megawatts of renewable energy. And then, you know, a few months later, we get uh, um, the new Minister Thiebaud coming out and saying, well, we're going to suspend that because we've got this robust supply for the next 10 years. They don't uh, seem to know what's going on. With what is happening in the United States and the election of Donald Trump, and nobody can seem to predict what's going to happen there at this point either, but will they not? Will there not be more pressure to come clean on this sort of thing and find out exactly what it is costing us when it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to be the, 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 the make or breaker when it comes to being competitive? One of the issues that I've always wondered about, and I was an international banker, banker in my previous life, um, was why no U.S. energy companies have not attacked Canada under the, you know, the NAFTA agreement, because we are selling our power for such a cheap, cheap price. We, the, you know, the province of Ontario's ratepayers, are subsidizing our sales into New York and Michigan. We're selling them. Uh, stacks of energy every year and losing money on that and they're basically subsidizing which is not allowed under NAFTA I'm, I'm not sure why one of the big you know, uh, energy generators down there haven't come after us and that may come with Trump being in the president's chair uh, also, what kind of disadvantage does that put on Ontario in when not only are they getting tax breaks in some of those cities, but they're also getting cheaper power than we are from our own government? Well, I mean, I've heard uh, several people tell me, and I go around doing sort of town home presentations about what's in your energy, what's in your hydro bill, um, that, uh, you know, they have actually seen brochures coming across from New York State or from Michigan or elsewhere, uh, you know, kind of soliciting uh, businesses to move across, and we've lost uh, we've lost quite a stack of, of companies and, and investments that could have come into the province. I heard about one down in the, the uh, Chatham Windsor area, uh, eighty-five million dollars was invested in a greenhouse, uh, which would be a very large greenhouse. But it wasn't invested in Ontario, which was the original plan. It was invested in Ohio. And the reason was because they're getting cheap electricity prices. So there's been a lot of that that's gone on, but there's no press releases about that. Why doesn't the uh, OEB just want to, um, you know, get this off their plate and say, okay, here it is, and if it, it's confusing, it's confusing? Because if it's as confusing as, every, as they say it is, then, gee whiz, we're not going to know what it is anyway. Well, I, I don't, you know, I think they they don't want to tackle it because uh, maybe they perceive that whoever discloses is going to get a, a lot of abuse from that point forward. And I, so there may be some hesitation there amongst the bureaucrats that, you know, sit in the chairs at, at the OEB, that if we put this bad news in, we're going to be the ones that will be blamed for it rather than, you know, uh, p- pointing the finger to where it rightly belongs, the people that 
were giving directives to the Ontario Power Authority um, before it merged with IESO. You know, acquire this generation, acquire that generation, spend money on this, spend money on that. Uh, so that might be behind them. I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, obviously, uh, other reports today talking about uh, Kathleen Wynne's uh, popularity and the fact that it's dropped to uh, uh, the lowest, uh, I believe, of all premiers uh, in, in the country. Uh, a lot of this on the backs of the energy, on the back of the energy file. Uh, that has to resonate, though, with the government, doesn't it? I mean, they're going to have to pull something out of their hat in order to appease everybody by the next election. What do you think that's going to be? Well, I hope it's just not renaming the time of use rates. <laughs> yeah, really. It's another new smart meter program. Yeah, all right. Um, I really, you know, there are very limitations as to what they can do. I mean, they can certainly, you know, cancel the suspended contracts that they haven't awarded anyway. They can cancel... Uh, some other contracts that have been signed, but, you know, the ground hasn't been broken yet. And they can cancel spending. They spend $400 million on conservation initiatives. They could cancel that. Those are real tangible sort of uh, things they could tackle right away that would um, have an immediate sort of impact on our bills. It would certainly stop the climb and may, may even drop our rates a little bit. And that's what they've got to do. The other thing they've got to do in order to soak up some of that surplus power is perhaps give people a break if they have, if they can consume more, you know, during the off-peak hours of the day uh, at, and get really low rates, then people might be inclined to do that. You know, we might be inclined to sort of, hey, yeah. we we got cheaper power during certain times of the day, we'll use more of it. But they have to make it really cheap. I mean, the yeah, they're not making it worth up two hundred and twenty-two percent since yeah. they first brought them in. Hmm. So you know, if the off-peak rates are are the ones you know that have gone up the most, people are not inclined to sort of say, "Oh, well, let's go and use the off-peak rates. Let's drop those down to uh, you know a much lower level, and maybe we'll consume some of that surplus, and we won't be exporting and losing money." You know, there's there's a few things that he could do if he really sets his mind to it. Uh, in the end of the day, it's all about reality and politics. Uh, do you think they're just going to ride this out and just take the heat and and uh, and the carnage until the months leading up to the election and then try to offer some relief? I, I mean, if they do, people are not going to be as naive as to, you know, sort of really believe what they're telling us at that point in time. Yeah. If they don't do something now, I think it's going to continue to be an issue. And you know, and I've got to commend you and and Global TV for doing just a fantastic job at, at sort of keeping the, you know, keeping hammering away at them. And there's been a few other, um, you know, hosts and radio uh, news shows and, and throughout the province that have been doing the same thing. And you know, a few people like me who once in a while get articles in the Financial Post and and Tom Adams and and people like that. I think. You know, we're we're creating a stir that they just can't avoid, and and I'm not going to go away for the next couple of years. So, yeah, I don't here, think Tom is either. So here's here's finally hoping that this is starting to resonate. That's for sure. Parker Gallant has been with us, Vice President of Wind Concerns Ontario.